0: Hey y'all, just wanted to give you a quick note at the top of this podcast. Me and Annie Costable of the Chicago Sun-Times recorded this episode before it was announced that the All-Stars were going to be announced. So everything in this episode is still fresh and just wanted to let you know that when we do talk about Courtney VanderSloot and the All-Star game, that that was recorded before it was announced today who the reserves are going to be. But enjoy the rest of the show and appreciate your patience with all this. What's going on Skytown? Welcome to another edition of the Skyhook Podcast. My name is James Kay and today, Chris Pennett cannot join us, but I am with the incredible Annie Costable. Annie, I know we're rivals and everything and we don't really <laughs> allow each other to speak to each other usually, but we thought we would make the exception today after last night's win, so appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm eating some chips, guys, so ignore ignore my munching in the background.
0: It's been a long season, Annie. I understand. You got to kill that hunger because it's been, uh, I feel like I have no time to eat anymore. Like I get home from these games. Like we've been there for like at 3 p.m. extends since 3 p.m. We get back at like 9 or 10 and I'm like, I just need to go to bed. It's just been exhausting, but in the best way possible. So
1: It's also, I don't know about for you, but after big games, I have a really hard time like unwinding because I'm just especially when you when you're on deadline you know you get your story in so quickly and and just there's part of you that wants to write like 10 more stories that get into every little detail (laughs) because the deadline story you know is just is so quick that you obviously miss things that you you know think about later and you're like oh damn this play happened or that play happened but that wasn't in my story because i had you know, 10 minutes to file it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I always get home from games and I'm like wide awake, doom scrolling on social media.
0: <laughs> oh my God, the doom scrolling will kill you. And it is so funny. Like, I don't think people realize how little time we have after games to put together a story. Obviously we put we have stuff already prepared heading into a game, but like there's some people- Yeah, I have
1: friends who are like, they don't fully understand, like, mo- none of my friends are are really in media, except, obviously, my friends who I've met through the business, For but, sure. but my, my friends that I'm spending, you know, like 90% of my time with are not in the media business. And so whenever they're asking about work or something, I mean, at, now they understand how my job works. But in the beginning, they were like, so what do you mean you write 600 words in 10 minutes I don't understand how that's physically possible and I'm like well you know you're not like 10 minutes like fucking psychotically typing out 600 words but yeah you essentially I mean you have a little prepared you know you add the quotes you're using stats like all these different things that fill 600 words but yeah it's 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 a lot
0: it's a lot but it's so fun too like I feel like we have the best job in the world outside of actually competing like all these other the teams that we cover you know what I mean but
1: oh um, for sure yeah for sure I'm I'm oh my gosh I I couldn't love my job anymore if I tried yeah <laughs> and honestly I think about that all the time I'm like girl you're really doing like exactly what you said you always wanted to do
0: that's the best feeling and yeah. well speaking of you being able to do your job you actually got to go out on the road trip with the sky which it's such a huge win, Annie. I know you've been like fighting for that access for a while, and I'm just so happy for you that you get to go out on the road, not even just for seeing two incredible games, like Candace Parker recording her second triple-double this season, um, what, Vegas with the biggest comeback in WNBA history from the sky, like right. you get to go now for the rest of the season on the road, so congratulations.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I'm super excited about it. I think, obviously, but I mean, number one is it just, it completely changes your coverage. You know, we obviously know the value of covering home games and, and being in person covering these games, the things that you're able to pick up on. And especially with my writing style, you know, I, I do add a lot of anecdotes, a lot of things that I'm seeing visually, not just, you know, I, I don't tend to like lead with, with, my stories aren't aren't always stat heavy and so for for me doing my job well i think uh, the biggest part of it is being able to connect with people in person and that's not even just the players but like their families or you know friends who are in town for the game and so being able to be in these you know away arenas is just the two games so far that, that we've been able to do, it made a huge difference in my coverage. And obviously these were two, like you said, two historic games. So, I mean, it was incredible to actually be there in person in order to do my job, because there's just no, there's no way you could adequately describe the environment or the, you know, the magnitude of the comeback or, you know, Candace Parker's welcome back into Los Angeles without, yeah, witnessing it with your own eyes. So, you know, this is what all, I think all outlets should be doing. I think this is what all reporters should be able to do. And I'm very aware of like the privilege I have in doing so. I'm very lucky to work for an outlet that has approved sending me to these places. And my hope is just that more outlets follow suit because, um it completely changes your coverage Uh, there's just no question about it
0: this is the only relevant team in chicago right now in terms of they're a championship team they deserve championship coverage so it's so great that you get to be able to do that and well let's take a little bit advantage advantage of it i mean the sparks that sparks game was incredible for a lot of reasons not even just you know, getting that second triple-double of the season and the two records that she broke too, Lauren Jackson, She, Candace, I think, passed Lauren Jackson for fifth on the all-time career blocks list. Tamika Catchings uh-huh. for eighth on the career assist list. So tell me a little bit about like what that atmosphere was like in Staples. I'm not calling it crypto.com arena. That is disgusting. You know, I know, like I hated
1: it. I hate it. I hated even writing that out. I was like, this is... <laughs> Like each tweet I sent, or even in my the story I wrote, I was like, Candace Parker is back at crypto.com arena. I'm like, this does not make sense. She's not back at crypto. She's back at staples. Like, this is weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, w- we obviously know Candace a little bit from covering her, but also, you know, social media gives us a glimpse into these athletes and coaches lives a little bit. And Candace is always posting about jay-z and like she'll be you know singing along rapping along with jay in the car like with her family she's it's everybody knows she's a big jay-z fan so i was during pregame they were playing a lot of jay-z and the dj there first off shout out to him he's incredible i was telling people sitting next to us like oh my god this guy is so good he connects with the fans so well but i also kind of wondered if he was over like, playing a lot of Jay-Z for Candace specifically specifically. Um, so just from the moment, you know, she got on the court, it looked like she was having a good time. She obviously, you know, is a professional too. So she, she was locked in just like any other game. There wasn't anything, you know, out of the ordinary she was doing. It just seemed like there was a little, you know, looseness to her step or, or she was, she's, she seemed in a good mood. Yeah. So pregame was fun. And, and, um, in that sense. And then when they announced her, they played public, Jay-Z's public service announcement and just the little snippet that goes, allow me to reintroduce myself. And I just thought that was so great because first off, that's a great song. And second off, it, it just is, yeah, a cool little moment to to have her be reintroduced at a place that she helped build you know that that arena is 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 just uh you know has so much of her legacy her history is is there and and she was coming back as a new player a new person and i thought that was a really cool way to introduce her and then you know from the second that the ball was tipped i wrote about this but and i'm sure you could speak to it too the sky just looked in in flow and i know that there were you know some turnover issues. I know that there were still some issues throughout the game, but they just looked at ease. They looked like they were having fun. They looked like, you know, there wasn't too much overthinking. There wasn't there wasn't any moment in that game of, of um, yeah heaviness. You know, whereas sometimes we've seen in other games, um, they'll give up big leads and then and then you see them needing to regroup, get the energy back. Right there, just was never a moment of that. And so in my opinion, Candace's triple double was kind of like it was kind of chill, right? You're watching the game, and you're like, oh damn, okay, okay, she's she's close. Okay, oh shit, she she's gonna do this in three quarters. So it just was um, yeah, it was uh it was it was a really a good game to watch. I think again, there there were mistakes we could point to that maybe need to get cleaned up and everything, but Um, in terms of specifically the triple double, it was legendary that she did that back at Staples. I mean, that's sometimes I wonder if she goes into these legendary settings and is like, yep, I'm going to give everybody something to talk about today.
0: (laughs) That is so funny. You bring that up. I went on Howard Begdahl's podcast and said the exact same thing. It just feels like anytime there's a big moment or she can make a statement to the league or to the players, AKA the all-star vote that she's gonna to try to make a statement. And she really did. I mean, the sky did in general too, like you just said, like their starters only played like 21 or less minutes. For me, like yeah. playing 16 minutes and scoring 15 points and just eviscerating the sparks like that. I mean, not like the sparks are that great of a team right now. They I think their offense is just incoherent at this point. It's yeah. been a real mess since um, I mean. I don't know they had a couple of okay games this year but this team has really struggled offensively and the sky were just able to take it to them with ease and i want to go back to candace though for a second was it a warm reception in la for when she came back or was it there's been some separation between when she left and when she came back to staples
1: oh it was such a warm reception i think. The thing that was interesting was just that there was no celebratory video or anything which obviously the sparks wasn't i don't i i didn't see that as disrespect because the video they played was on her original return to la obviously you could play a, a tribute video to can to put a player like candace anytime they come back like that's they're deserving of that we saw sylvia get honored you know, with a video last night too. You, these are things that they could have done another video if they wanted to. But in terms of fan reception, so warm. I mean, the entire tunnel that the sky ran out of onto the court for pregame and then obviously the game as well was lined with fans. She had people leaning over the railing trying to get her to sign shoes, <laughs> T-shirts, jerseys. And and after the game, she, she did linger a little bit and sign a couple things and take a couple pictures and she even someone handed her their baby and was like Will you take a picture with my baby and she did and it was like this little you know adorable you know had to be maybe 6 month old little baby and she she took the baby over the railing and like is posing with the baby so very warm reception from fans and i think i think it it was obviously a performance worthy of you know the moment
0: she signed the baby too, right? That's, that's what happened.
1: Yeah. She signed the baby's forehead. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She didn't sign the, she didn't sign the baby, but um, you know, the baby was held, did get a photo with Candace, with the Candace Parker. Like, can you imagine being that baby one day and being like, like looking at that, um, at that photo, like your dad shows you that photo one day and you're like, damn dad, you really, you really just handed me off to Candace Parker.
0: Oh, my God, one I, that to me is always going to be weird when fans do stuff like that. But at the same time, it'll make for great fridge art. So
1: yeah, it, it, it honestly didn't seem weird. Like there wasn't a weird like Candace wasn't like, oh, I don't want to. She seemed like welcoming of the moment. So um, it, it was I, I thought it was it was a cute moment.
0: Definitely. Well, um, we got to talk about like what happened on the court too. Like those narratives are so fun to discuss, but the thing that I just can't get over is how good this Sky team has been over the last 10 games. I mean, they're, they are in second place. I think they're like a half a game behind the Aces right now. Yeah. They're eight and two in the last 10 games. I mean, I guess I just, I just want to lead it off with this. What's your confidence level in this team right now after the comeback against the Aces? Like again, the biggest comeback in WNBA history blowing out the sparks like they were able to do and then keep their composure yesterday when Courtney VanderSloot had to hit that buzzer beater after the, the Lynx went on like an 18 to seven run last six minutes of the game.
1: So it's so interesting because when you're covering a good team, you obviously, yeah, it's important that you're not just assuming any, you, you know, you're not, I guess I'll put it this way. You don't want to just say, oh yeah, they're a championship contending team just because they're a good team, right? Because to actually win a championship is really hard. So just because you're a good team doesn't mean you're a championship contending team, right? Like, I don't know if that's if that makes sense. Yeah. But what I think this last three-game streak, win streak, really, I think, is showing is how truly dangerous they are when they are in flow with each other, and I think at the beginning of the season we saw flashes of it, and and it's been clear from the beginning of the season that despite certain mistakes, certain certain losses, you're like, okay, this is a this is a good team, but could, can they genuinely contend for another title? Okay, let's see. And James has talked a lot about well, we haven't been a full team yet this is going to take time and you're kind of thinking i don't know about you but in my mind i'm kind of thinking okay well emma's really you know the new piece julie's a new piece but you know other than than these two and, and rebecca as well obviously but your, your core is still your core. So how much time is this going to take? Like, Mm -hmm. is that just an excuse or, or do you really, you know, are you, do you really need some time? And so at this point in the season, we're seeing that how valuable that time to develop and become cohesive has been and genuinely how good this team is, how deep this team is, and that when it comes to a series it's hard to really bet against the sky in a series if they're playing like we we've seen them play in the last in the last two and a and three quarter games because the first quarter against the aces obviously was not <laughs> was not was not great but but the rest of the game you know they they came together so yeah, it's hard to it's hard to really think about uh, what other teams can, can shake this team in a series.
0: I think that's the conversation that I'm more interested in rather than the one that we were having earlier in the year about the, who is the best team in the league, like the Aces or X team or Y team. I still think that right now the Sky are the best team in the league um, just because of the depth that you just talked about and everything. But th- when we talk about a five-game series – I look at the Las Vegas aces and I'm like, you have the same core that you have the same five players that you're running out there for 34 plus minutes a game. What adjustments are you really gonna be able to make that the Chicago sky coaching staff isn't gonna be able to game plan for where you look at a game like yesterday where the sky just decided to experiment with a lineup that featured Courtney Vandersloot, Julie Alleman and Allie Quigley. Like they can throw all these different looks at you. We even saw the return of the Azure Candice Emma three-person lineup that I've obsessed over that they the sky hadn't gone back to after the first four games of the season. And I have to I want to go back and watch that tape before I comment on it anymore. But the sky just can throw you so many different looks. And when they're able to do that, and it's really hard to game plan against them. I just have a hard time seeing any team in this league beating them in a five-game series. It's no disrespect to Connecticut, who They have the front court power to match the sky. I don't know how much they do in the backcourt. Natisha Heideman has made just enormous strides this year. What she did against Sabrina Inescu a couple games ago was just incredible on the defensive side. I mean, the Aces, they're great, but if you lose one of those players, like I think the sky are the only team in the league where if you were to take away the best player on the team, they would still probably be able to be a contender. Where I look at if you took away John Quill Jones Connecticut's gone. If you take away Asia Wilson, the Aces are not going to be a playoff team. Like the sky are so strong that even if they lost, like Candace Parker, for example, like, yes, they're a significantly weaker team on the defensive end. There's still a really, they can still run out 10 players who you feel confident in. And that I feel like is pretty rare right now.
1: Yeah. And when you talk to past championship winning teams, coaches, players, that's what they always talk. They talk at least in my experience, they talk about three things, health, a little luck, and gosh, what was the third thing? And yeah, like everything going right. Mm-hmm. And, but health is, health is obviously like the biggest factor, you know, it's it, at the end of the season, where's your team at health wise. And so when you look at the Chicago sky, like you said, their, their depth is truly, in my opinion, their biggest asset. Because, and it even contributes to why we we don't see, you know, any specific player averaging, you know, 19, 20 points a game, because this is a team that shares the ball. So what's impressive about what this team is not someone having, you know, uh, a 19 point per game average, it's what they're doing collectively, and obviously, that's going to contribute or or be an asset in the playoffs. And when you're talking about a team like the aces, that's that's really a special team. they're they're explosive. they're they're dominant. But my I always come back to is that sustainable with just those their their starting five doing so much? And that's a that's a pretty young starting five. I know. You know, Chelsea Grays a, a vet in this league. But I just think, like you said, even we saw last night against the Lynx, the different lineups that that were, were tested out there or put on the floor together, the Aces are really limited in that respect. So when you're game planning against a team like that, you know, you might, sure, you might lose a game in a series. You might lose two games in a five-game series. But you just, you're going to be able to, to come and punch back and how much punch will a team like the aces have at the end of the season? I mean, we'll see again, that's, that's a great team. They're currently number one in the league. So absolutely no disrespect to them. Mm -hmm. But again, my mind is just always going back to in a series, what's going to happen. And so in my opinion, I think it's Connecticut that, is going to be the most dangerous when you're thinking about, um, a threat to, to the sky repeating as champions.
0: Absolutely. And I think the sky, this next six game stretch is going to be pivotal for them because they have a lot of wins that are within reach and there's no easy wins with W like we saw last night with right. the links who they, they've sort of come on as of late. They, they actually had the best net rating in the, over the last four games, uh, but again those are two wins against phoenix and then but they did play the storm and ace is pretty close in the in the two losses that they had but this is the sky's like next six games so not in order i just threw this together but they've played the lynx the mercury the sparks the fever the dream and the wings who i think are vulnerable like i know they're nine and ten and again that seems like it's a team that can just kind of come on in any moment but i really am skeptical about how the wings are managing the rotations, even though I think the world of Vicky Johnson, but those are all winnable games. And the Sky did have a, a difficult stretch at the beginning of the season. So for them to have this opportunity to like get a lead in the standings, I think is just going to be so important. And continuing that continuity. I mean, they over the last 10 games the sky have a 12.5 net rating with their starting five, which you're seeing that number creep up more and more as this team again. Right gels more together. And it's, I mean, if you're a Sky fan, I just feel like you're, this team is peaking. Like they, they haven't reached their peak yet, but there's right. the flashes of what that peak could look like at the end of the season is very encouraging.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're a Sky fan, I, I I'd say you're encouraged by what you're seeing from this team right now. They're, they're absolutely, <laughs> you know, beginning to find that cohesion. And, and I think that's gotta be for Sky fans, maybe the most encouraging thought is that yeah this is just the beginning this is the sky haven't haven't hit their their stride yet by any means I w- I would say so I think that um like you said this next stretch of games is going to be really big for them I think that the biggest challenge is is going to be Wednesday's game but like you said yeah. every game every game in, in this league is is a pivotal game I think this league the parody is obviously one of the most entertaining aspects of this league but I think this this Wednesday game against the Connecticut Sun is going to be really really telling about where the sky's cohesion is at and if they can extend this win streak
0: definitely and I meant the next six games after the Connecticut one so I apologize apologies right, right, right. on that okay. but um, let's talk a little bit about the Lynx game to wrap it up here you know that It was such a crazy sequence. Those last six minutes, I'm like, okay, the sky are up. I think they were up 78 to 66 with 6.43 left in the fourth quarter. I'm like, they're just going to be able to coast the rest of the way. I thought the Lynx weren't going to be pushing too hard with that. But again, they go on an 18 to 7 run, and like right up until the last eight seconds of the game. And here we are. Courtney VanderSloot once again hits the game-winning shot. The play wasn't even designed for her. It was a broken Uh -uh. play. And it's interesting because I feel like I've seen a lot of teams try to attack, like they kind of expect the play at the Sky Run where they Quigley is inbounding the ball. They pass it to the three, who in this case, it was Rebecca Gardner, I believe. They give it to Scoot, to, to Scoot, to Sloot. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they give it to Sloot who like drives towards the baseline. The big sets a hammer screen for Ali in the corner and she's just wide open there. The Lynx did a really good job stopping that play with Kayla McBride, like recovering from the screen set by Candace to stop Ellie from getting a, a, a good look, but also Mariah Jefferson stopping Courtney Vandersloot to get into the baseline.
1: Right, exactly. That was the big stop that I noticed was like Mariah really, r- really prevented Sloop from going anywhere. So she was limited in what she did from there. She kind of throws it back to Emma and you're like, OK, this is we're going to overtime <laughs> and I, I was sitting there I was like okay over time like let me let me hit my editor up and just let him know her edit to OT and again no disrespect to Courtney but then when the ball got back to Courtney I was like is she yeah like we were sitting there and we both stood up I think and I was like damn damn
0: it was incredible because Like, I thought the ball was going in the second I start to go down. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going, like, directly at the back of the basket. And she just keeps doing this, Annie. You know what? Let's have the more interesting discussion about it. Why isn't Courtney Vandersloot considered, like, a consensus all-star? Like, I think there's – obviously, there's so many great guards in this league. I'm not trying to disrespect any of them. But if you watch – again, I think this should be a reflection of the impact that players have on winning games – And if you were thinking about the players that impact winning the most, especially in a season like this, Mm -hmm. like how could it be anyone but Courtney Vanders? Tell me, like, what what do you think uh, could be, what's the case against Courtney, maybe, or unless you want to make the case for her?
1: So I honestly think the case against Courtney is not rooted in anything valid. I think, and this is just my opinion, I think that, the guards that were selected are first off deserving absolutely kelsey plum and jackie young i think them being one and two that i i wasn't surprised by that i voted for both of them but i think a, a, a player like sue bird getting voted in right now has a lot to do with this being her last season obviously and again that's no absolutely no disrespect to sue and 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 what she's done at her position and and her being one of the best guards in the league ever. But Courtney is not, she's not walking around talking like an all-star and chirping like an all-star. And I, I mean, obviously look at Jackie Young, she's not doing that either. But Jackie's part of this, you know, this younger wave of player where I think that, she she has she has a lot of people that respect her game that are watching her game and respect her game right so she doesn't have to do all this this chirping and I think Courtney kind of just gets overlooked because of you know the the way she came in in the league she was drafted in two thousand eleven the league is obviously still has a long way to go but but nowadays players. They're really getting appreciated as they should, and so Courtney has kind of flown under this appreciation radar. Yeah. And so because that combined with the fact that, yeah, she's not averaging—I don't have her stats right in front of me—but she's she's not averaging 19 points per game like like Jackie and and Kelsey. She's she's contributing to her team's wins in. I, in my opinion, in, in the most significant way of any guard in the league. But I think that, again, because she, you look at her stat line and it's not, it's, it's, yeah, I, I think people really get hung up on the points a, a guard is pouring in and that's not what she's doing. You have to look deeper to see what, the ways Courtney's impacting the game. I mean, not that much deeper. It's, it's very clear how she's impacting the game and i just think that that's a little bit what it has to do with is is just an underappreciation value so then when you go and and that combined with then yeah going and comparing her stats to to some of these other guards right now maybe that's why people okay leaving her off i have no idea what surprised me was the media vote that the media vote yeah. came out to eight because these are the professionals that should understand that the way Courtney's playing at an all-star caliber level, she's arguably, I mean, I don't even know if it's arguable. She's, she's the most dominant point guard right now across the board, right? I don't know. So I just think it's that's what was surprising to me was seeing that the, the media voted her eighth and then players voted her eighth too. Because her peers and I think the media are the two that should should see her value for what it is.
0: Oh, definitely. And I'm trying to pull up, I think B. Tyrell um tweeted out the results that I don't have right in front of me. Got he posts a lot of memes. So I'm not gonna be able to find that in the media part of Twitter. But I agree, like I don't I, just to think that there are like seven other. Point guards or guards that are ahead of Courtney this season, I just think is nuts. But we do know that the voters for this don't always pay close attention or they'll just go like look at the traditional stats on WMBA.com and assume like that's what the impact a player has. It's like
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> and when you're looking at traditional stats, like I'm I'm gonna pull up the league stats right now. But she is she's she's yeah, she's she's not impacting a game with 20 points per game, although she can do that, she's she's impacting it across the board. And so yeah, I just think that the professionals should understand that, in my opinion. So eighth and media and player vote, that is extremely that was that was surprising.
0: Yeah. And also, Candice also not getting that much love from the players. Same thing with Skyler Diggins Smith. I mean, the problem that I have with the All Star Game is that there are financial ties to for the players in their contracts. Like, right? I would be fine if this was just a spectacle for the fans. Like, if you look at the NBA when they created All Star Game weekend, it was because they wanted to generate interest in the league, and it was a way to just show off all these great players and their talents. Same thing could probably be used for the WNBA side, obviously, but when we're talking about people's money in a league like this, where the players don't make enough money, right. This is where I just feel like as a media member, you have to have a real vigor in terms of trying to get this right and take it personally, because you know, you're, when you don't, it's a disservice to these players that get left off. And I don't know. it that it always rubs me the wrong way when it comes to that. And, We've seen it even last year. Like I think Diana Taurasi got like an All WNBA vote. I'm like, when you miss half the games, you can't get you can't be voted to an All WNBA team. Like there's so yeah, that's what we
1: see too much happen in the WNBA is that people are voting on players because they're the coined face of the league or the face of a franchise or whatever. They're they're a they're they're popular, they're, they're well-known worldwide. And, and again, obviously Diana Taurasi is that, that's, she's earned that she's, an, she's, she's Diana Taurasi. You don't even need to say anything else, but she's also Diana Taurasi at the end of her career or, or, you know, finishing up her career. So I, I don't know, does she just automatically deserve these votes? I don't know. I guess that's what people think.
0: If you want to see well, my question Tarassi, for yeah. you
1: is like looking at the starters. So it's Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, Sabrina Ionescu, um, Sue Bird, are the four starting guards. Who are you? Who are you taking off?
0: So, if we're this is just based on stats or like how a player has performed the season, obviously, yeah, it's all Sue Bird. star
1: performance.
0: Yeah, it it's Sue Bird comes off the ballot immediately she has not she's really struggled shooting the ball um i have to check her stats now but if you look through the first like 10 games of the season she just wasn't shooting the way that she has in the past she even went on jj reddick's podcast and said look there are things that i was able to do when i was younger that i just feel like my body when i communicate to it i want to do something it doesn't go the way that i want it to you know like that's what happens when you age and courtney vandersloot i would definitely put in front of her and again, uh, this is the hard part when we talk about All-Stars, because I, it's not like those other like, that those three other candidates were, didn't deserve to be at, like in the All-Star game. And I think that Jackie, Kelsey and Sabrina all des- deserve to be in the All-Star game. And so what Sabrina has done, especially after the losing streak that New York went on for a little bit at the start of the season, or something I that is all time stuff, this is a, a real leap that she's making. And I do think that when you vote on All-Stars, that, that that should play a factor in. I just think that Courtney VanderSlee, when you look at some of these other guards in the league, like, she just deserves to be on that list. And I look, I, I just value the winning aspect of this more than anything else. And when, look, Arike Gumbawale is really fun to watch. She makes mm-hmm. contested shots. She is someone that could hit a 30-foot three-pointer. She was literally taken out the other day against the Dream, and I think like in the third quarter. And then the wings staged a comeback. Then they brought Enrique back in. She played a lot of iso ball, and she missed. She had like three air balls, and when that's not contributing to winning. And but guess what? There's people that are gonna vote for her because she's averaging 19 points, 19 points per game, and mm-hmm. that shouldn't matter. Like the way that you contribute to a team's yeah. success should matter.
1: I mean, you're oh. voting on the the all-star, go- like the starting guards, right? These are players that know when it's not their night, they're getting their teammates involved. When it is, they're taking their shots. So Courtney, who does that better than Courtney? <laughs> no right one. Now? Like literally no one. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were surprised she wasn't in the – I mean, I know Candace said she was surprised. James said he was surprised. These are obviously people with ties to her, so of course they're going to say that they're surprised. But man, I I was just very surprised. She was eighth in um the media vote and the player vote. So mm-hmm. I, I just can't say that enough. That was super fan vote. I I get. It. I mean, I don't know why, but the fans seem to, you know, nationally pay just pay less attention. I don't know, pay less attention to corny. But players and media, they that seemed like a mistake.
0: It's too bad, but I'm I, maybe she'll be on the All Star Game roster in general once that comes out. And I think we're going to James I think...
1: certainly think so. James, did you see his tweet? He was like, "I'm I'm thrilled to be on the team uh, with my coaching staff and our players." Like he said, plural. And so when I saw him in practice, I was like, "That." I was like, "Did you?" Was that just an insinuation that you expect other Sky players to be na- to be named? as reserves and he was like yeah we'll have you know i would be surprised if we didn't have other players that were named to you know reserves so i think that his expectation is although he hates the word expectation
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: um i think he his his opinion is that there'll be other sky players named to the all-star game
0: wouldn't surprise me i mean yeah. there's a lot of them that deserve to be on the i think they are all-star players that don't Play like that, don't get all star numbers just because this team moves the ball so much and is very, I mean, this team just shares the ball better than any team in the league right now. So it's going to be, God, I'm excited for the all star game in Chicago. My bank account is too. And (laughs) um, it's going to be great. But, Annie, I know you got to jump on another podcast right now. So, you know, it was so great talking with you. I mean, I feel like we talk constantly about this stuff. So to actually put it on a podcast felt like it was, necessary at a certain point so i know last
1: time we did this was what free agency and it was like we were texting almost every day about just all the shit that was happening so yeah whenever whenever we do this it's it's always very easy because it's basically just bringing the conversation to (laughs) you know to the listeners so i'm happy to come on anytime and and it's always it's always a blast talking with you about the sky
0: absolutely and
1: except I i actually really dislike you and we are competitors <laughs> so don't forget it.
0: I'm just Tribune kidding. versus the Sun Times, a battle competition is
1: cutthroats.
0: Yeah. And actually if I'm I'm I had gonna...
1: to, I would I would.
0: I know you would. Hey, look, the Sun Times t- sends me all the things that you say behind my back. So it's okay. Um <laughs> no but really Annie, thank you so much and uh hope you enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Yeah, you too, James. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Skyhook Podcast. If you want to support us, you can always do so by venmoing us. We are the Skyhook Podcast on Venmo. It's also in the episode description, along with our social media handles if you want to follow us on there. And if you want to contact us, you can always do so by emailing the Skyhook Mailbag, which is the Skyhook mailbag at gmail.com. One more time, that is the skyhookmailbag at gmail.com. And if you had a couple of minutes to rate and review the show, wherever you get your podcasts, it would be such a huge help to us. But thanks for tuning into the show and until next time.